Welcome to Drink This Beer, a show dedicated to craft beer and the people who make it. Each episode, we'll get the stories behind the brews you love. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Welcome to the latest edition of the Drink This Beer Craft Beer Podcast, where we talk to the brewers from around the country and around the world about the beer you love and the stories behind it. And speaking of around the world, we are actually going across the pond for this one, Tim. Very exciting. It's it's great, man. I can't wait. So we're talking with Will Avery and also Tom Delaney. They are with Galway Bay Brewery in Galway, Ireland. Will's an old friend that moved from Atlanta to Ireland to brew for Galway Bay. The brewery has continued their success with Will as the head brewer, winning many awards in Ireland and internationally, including Best Beer, Best Brewery, and Best Pub in Ireland. Excellent. Will and Tom, thanks so much for joining us today. Oh, thanks. Yeah, yeah thanks for having us. No, definitely. It's kind of a, a mess up for us because we usually broadcast in the evening, and I usually have a beer in my hand when I'm talking to you guys, but now I've got a Coke, so, you Coke know. Coke Life. Yes, Coke Life. Is. It's this low-calorie Coke, and then Tim actually had to wear pants before noontime, so he's all it's messed up, terrible, too. Man. It's terrible, Terrible. That's right. <laughs> so, hey, we, 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 we just finished up work, and we all have a beer in our hands. That's so fantastic. We'll, uh, That's the way we'll you have do it, one man. for you. Good there you stuff. go. I appreciate yeah. it. So, Will, you've been with Galway Bay for almost over a year now. What's been the adjustment coming from the States uh, to Ireland to brew? Uh, it's actually been uh, it's, it's actually been kind of nice. Um, walk into a uh, situation over here with a rapidly expanding brewery on the cusp of installing a new brew house um, and pretty fortunate to work with a with a team that are pretty dedicated to what we're doing. Um, uh, I'm not saying it was a seamless adjustment. It was uh, it, it was fast-paced at first. Uh, we were uh, producing on a 20-hectoliter brew house, which is uh, basically 17 barrels, and brewing uh, multiple batches four to five days a week just to meet production. Um, so it was definitely a change of pace from what I was used to back at Burnt Hickory, where, uh, where it wasn't necessarily brewing every day or multiple batches a day and having to meet hard deadlines every week. But uh, like I said, we've got a good team here that definitely helps with the transition and are uh, just as dedicated as anybody I've ever met to what we're doing. It wasn't too bad to transition over. That's awesome. So then tell us about the craft beer scene in Ireland for a place that's it's kind of known for Guinness is the is the beer that's known mm-hmm. around the world the best. So but looks like they're really jumping on on craft beer fairly quickly there. Yeah, let's let uh Tom's been here longer than I have and he would have been one of the uh one of the originators leaders of, there. The, of the cra- Yeah, he would have Tom's been in the scene for a long time around here. So let me uh throw that question to him and you'll probably get a better answer. Sounds good. Um yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess it's I people say we're maybe 10 years behind uh the states with the with the scene here, so um I don't know, make it at what you will. Uh we definitely don't get the the fresh hops as as quick as you do, so that kind of uh, there you go. That, 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 that affects things. But um, no, it's going good. You know, we've got some got some really good breweries doing some good stuff, and lots of newcomers kind of entering the market as well. So um, it's, it's healthy, you know. Absolutely. I think maybe we've got eighty possibly bricks and brick and mortar breweries at the moment, and then maybe twenty or thirty uh, kind of contract brewing or gypsy brewing. So there's like plenty, plenty of competition for shelf space and a couple of good breweries uh, making sure everyone kind of puts out good stuff. You know, you're kind of a little bit competitive, you know. <laughs> Definitely. But um, yeah, it's healthy, healthy enough. It's looking good, looking good. Good. So. Now, you mentioned the hops and not getting them as fresh and that, but you guys have an awesome selection of malts over there, correct? Uh, yeah, we do, yeah. Yeah, and Sorry. kind of what, what we're fortunate with over here is that we can go directly to the malt supplier for our malt. Uh, whereas in the states, you would go through a uh, through a broker like Country Malt Group or Brewer Supply Group to 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 get your malt. Whereas we can go directly to the farmer, um, 
and that's definitely a benefit. We uh, we get better prices on malt, and it's it's fresh from the source. Uh, uh, about ninety percent of our base malt is uh, is uh, grown in Ireland from Lochran Family Farms. That's something we're proud about uh, that we do use uh, Irish grown malt, and yeah. It's fantastic to be able to have that access to malt for our malt-forward beers, which we certainly do a lot of. Now, talk to us a little bit about Galway Bay. Um, they were basically almost one of the pioneers of craft in the in Ireland. Um, how did they get started, and uh, basically how are they pushing the, the scene forward? Yeah, Tom, you want to talk on that for a second? Uh, yeah, okay. Well, I wouldn't say we were pioneers as such. Um, I think we were part of the second wave okay. of, uh, of, of, of craft craft brewers here in Ireland. Um, I guess the first wave would have been uh, Biddy Early's, um, Porterhouse. Um, you know, there's, there was a couple around, you know, even going back, you know, early 90s. Um, I think Porterhouse may be the only one that's still open since then. Um, and there was a couple of closures, but Second wave of craft beer would have been maybe 2008, was when Galway Hooker, another Galway brewery, opened up. And then 2009 was when uh, we opened a, a brew pub, and we kind of it was kind of slow and small for maybe till 2009 to 2013. And then I guess the the kind of big, I guess the I won't say the bubble, but I guess the start of the the rise of of microbreweries um, happened around then. And, uh, yeah, we've kind of started to, you know, see uh, constant growth um, the last couple of years. And it, it's seen us expand our brewery. This is the third expansion now, brew house-wise, um, and our second uh, facility, I guess. Um, where we are now, we're, we probably have 10 years growth in the building, whereas before it was kind of very much, uh, we'll move in here and, we've you know, we should be fine for five years, but lo and behold, a year later you were, moving out again kind of thing that's kind of how fast things are changing so um so yeah i guess i wouldn't say we're pioneers but we were definitely there at the start of the second wave when the you know everybody else kind of joined in so sometimes that second wave is the best time to jump on a movement really you know you get some guys out there that go through the the rough and tumble and kind of set up the scene for it because of course here in the u.s we've seen you know huge success and we had the pioneers that introduced styles and really got that stuff going and then others that came in and had great success because they they came in on that second wave there yeah you've got to you you definitely have to learn from the people that came before you um that that that's why sierra nevada will always be one of my favorite breweries yeah but they're 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 the guys that made the made the stuff that we make now possible to make you know they're the ones that made hoppy beers palatable and and big stouts palatable for people so uh, I definitely agree with your sentiment there. Yeah, they're the ones that had to break in, and all the people were saying, oh, this is too bitter, I can't drink this, and they're the ones who had to kind of educate the, the public about that, right? Yeah, right, God bless them. That's it. So now you mentioned, Tom, a little bit earlier that uh, Ireland was maybe 10, 10 years behind the U.S., and, and you know, I've kind of looked at some of the Irish breweries and the styles they're brewing and, and that, and it, it looks like if you guys were behind, you're catching up quite a bit because a lot of the styles you're brewing there are very similar to what's what's uh, popular here. I guess uh, the one that's the most trendy here right now that I, I haven't really seen in Ireland, we have the Northeast IPA, you know, the super hazy, juicy yeah, yeah, yeah. hops and that. So are those starting to uh, catch popularity there, or is that wave made it to Ireland? Uh, most definitely. Um, we brewed one oh, probably last August, and I think there's been a couple brewed since then. Um, you know, yeah, I guess it's a it's a 
how to put it, yeah, it's very easy to produce those beers because they're very kind of on trend right now. And, you know, um, yeah, people are doing that. <laughs> yeah, awesome. I'll be honest with you, I, 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 love, I love those beers. I love to drink them. You know, I won't say I necessarily like brewing them uh, because I guess most of my brewing week, I'm, I'm working hard on my, I guess, protein break and my pHs. Right. And making sure yeah. I've got good, 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 clean, clear work, you know, when it hits the price, you know, that kind of way. So it, it, there's a lot of skill and science involved on my end. Whereas with that, it's like, you know, we don't add protoflock findings to the kettle, load up on, you know, unmalted wheat and oats and just add all of the hops, you know, that kind of way. And it's just like, it's juicy and, you know, I guess I like them. But at the same time, it's a love-hate thing because I sure. see so many doing it now and it's kind of like, when is this thing going to f***ing end? We see over here, you know, a lot of guys that have been brewing for many years, there's, uh, there's a lot of hate for them, you know. The new wave of guys really love these, make it hazier, make it juicier. You know, I've, I've heard some people searching out beers, they want it just because it's hazy and for no other factor. They yeah, think yeah. it's good simply because of that. <clears throat> And, you know, I've been homebrewing five or six years now, and, boy, you work hard to make that a nice, clear beer. You know, it's just a contrary yeah, to tradition yeah. there. <laughs> I, 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 like read a, uh, I read a uh, wonderful uh, article, or maybe it was an interview with Mitch Steele, uh, former former man from uh, Stone and now obviously opening a brew pub there right. in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, where uh, he was basically slagging on the, the New England IPA. And basically said there's never going to be a replacement for the classic West Coast IPA. Right. Yeah. I, I would be, I would be in the same boat with that. That that's kind of one of the perfect styles of beer out there. It's it's just a perfect style of beer that's palatable to many people. It was a lot of people's first craft beer that they fell in love with, and you, you can't really replace that. Not not just for nostalgia reasons, but for the actual perfection that goes into making a nice, clear West Coast IPA. So yeah. I'd be, I'd, I'd share the sentiment with that. But I guess uh, just to kind of, you know, to defend, not to defend it as well, because like you know, I am a modern brewer. Uh, I, you know, I love kind of all styles, and you know, but at the same time, I guess uh, my buddy Chris, who used to be our head brewer, who's now in Switzerland, he kind of made a good point when I was over with him recently. He was saying, like, you know, wh- why does the haze matter? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, you have Hefeweizen, you know what I mean, which is, it looks the same. And, right. like, it's yeah. pillowy and it's soft. Like, you know, why can't why can't it just be, like, a hoppy Hefeweizen? You know what I mean? Just, like, without that kind of, you know, the phenols from the, the phenolics from the yeast, you know? It's like there has to be room in beer for more than just one hazy style. Oh, absolutely. But I, I think... Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's kind of like the old guard rebelling against the new guard, you know, in that sense. And I, I totally understand. I can see both sides of it. I guess back to Will's point, you know, about West Coast IPAs and stuff. Like, there's something that New England IPA like doesn't have, and that's that kind. Of, it's it's that finish. You know what I mean? It's yeah, that sure. that bite and the bitterness on the back end. That that kind of it's a clean, crisp finish. Like the you know the New England stuff is kind of like. It's juicy, it's, it's, and it is like fruit juice, but like it's, it just doesn't have that satisfying kind of bite at the end that tells you, you know, take another sip. You know, kind of way? It's just exactly. kind of soft, a nice, refreshing it? palate cleansing yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, it's different. Yeah. 
for for me, it would be uh, I guess the uh, the accurate descriptor for the way I look at it would be kind of all foreplay and no finish. Sure. Yeah. yeah. They, they, they no one wants on. that, man. No one wants. I, that. I don't know if I can say that on. I don't know if I can say that on radio. You, or you not. just did. Well, that's uh, okay. So yeah. You know, uh, I tried to keep that as uh, PG as possible. <laughs> there you go. Speaking yeah. of that, though, just like you said, Will, with with Ken Grossman in Sierra Nevada and him pushing those hoppy styles, those didn't exist before then. And I think in order for us to continue to evolve, people have to be open to to that evolving. You know, you, ha- you we wouldn't have many, many, many of the styles that we have today. The the I, the hoppy IPAs, double IPAs, and such. If there weren't people who brewed something that wasn't traditional. You know, and it can go. Oh yeah, and I'm I'm not I'm not trying to sound contrarian with it. I mean, I I absolutely love to drink those beers. Sure. I absolutely yeah. love it. Me too. Um, I mean, I I had a friend a few months ago, a guy I met in one of our pubs that gave me just randomly in his suitcase. He had ten cans of Treehouse beer. Huh. Uh, nice. He, he's like, here you go. We had a good time tonight. Here's ten cans of beer. There you go. And we thoroughly enjoyed those. I I absolutely love the style. I I, I just think it's uh, become a bit of a. a uh, buzzword and a hype and chase oh, the haze. Yes, definitely. But, and, oh, the hazier, be, the better. It could just be, though, the, the, the kind of social media echo chamber because we all follow the same people and are friends with the same people. And, right. you know, we're, we're consuming the same kind of, you know, like you eat with your eyes and all you see in it on the internet is like, you know, Iceman pour and... The hazy, juicy bollocks. You know what I mean? Sorry, part of my language. Right. Uh, <laughs> we will. You know what I mean? So, uh, I think it, it is show. kind of an. Uh, <laughs> it's okay. Yes. Definitely. All right. We're talking to Will Avery and Tom Delaney, the uh, head brewer and lead brewer, respectively, of Galway Bay Brewery in Galway, Ireland. You listen to Drink This Beer. We'll be back right after this. More Drink This Beer with Tim and Aaron coming up after this. Hey, this is Aaron. I want to thank you so much for listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We've got some really awesome things that are coming soon that will help us engage with you some more. We're not going to lie to you, though. It takes time, effort, and money to produce this show every week. So if you'd like to be part of the Beer Guys family, we would love your help. Head to patreon.com slash beerguys to become a sponsor. We're not going to beg. Okay, maybe just a little bit. But hey, we've got some great swag for those who become a sponsor, and you'll be among the first to know about the great things that are coming to the Beer Guys universe. Again, that's patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash beerguys, or you can go to beerguysradio.com and click the sponsor link. We thank you for your support, and cheers. Welcome back to Drink This Beer with your hosts, Tim and Aaron. Welcome back to Drink This Beer. We're talking with Will Avery and Tom Delaney from Ireland's Galway Bay Brewery. Guys, again, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, thank you. Yeah, so we want to talk about your beer more specifically, directly to the beers you, you brew there. So your flagship is, is your full-cell IPA, is that correct? Uh, yeah, that would be one of the one of the flagships and definitely our currently our highest seller. Okay, and you got uh, several other styles. I know you do an Irish Red Ale, an Irish Porter. You have a Session Ale, a double IPA, and my favorite that I've tried from oh, you. Yeah. Will, you know how you talked about getting those beers from a suitcase. Uh, we had a mutual friend that actually brought me some back from Ireland. I got to try your uh, 200 Fathoms, the whiskey barrel aged oh, stout. Oh, very nice. And that's an awesome beer. Yeah, we also actually got to try the collaboration you did with Cigar City, With Cigar too. City, right. We actually drank that uh, with Wayne, with, with Wayne, Wayne there. The Phaeton, is that the way it's pronounced? Yeah, Phaeton. Yeah, so we enjoyed that. So um, what else are you brewing now, or what's in the works from uh, Galway Bay? 
Well, you actually uh, you brought up 200 Fathoms. We actually are going to be releasing the 2017 version of 200 Fathoms on April 27th. Um, I think this is this this may be the first time we've actually uh, told someone when we're the, the date it's going to be. But we oh, finished nice. up our uh, ironically to this afternoon. Uh, Tom, myself, and uh, and Dave, our uh, our lead seller man, um, assistant brewer slash jack-of-all-trades around the brewery. Right. We finished up our tasting panels on our barrels, and we'll be uh, working up the final blend on Monday and uh, hopefully going to package next week. So nice. uh, funny you brought that up uh, today, actually. Um, other than that, um, we've actually uh, got a couple of different beers and barrels right now. We just did a uh, few months ago, we did a collaboration with our uh, friend Matthew up at Boundary Brewing in uh, Northern Ireland. At uh, 12.2 ABV barley wine, aged in uh, bourbon barrels. So we've we've got that in the wood right now, um, and pushing into summer here, we'll be coming out with uh, several uh, kettle sours. Uh, we've got an apricot sour uh, in the works, which I don't think really anyone knows about right now either. And then uh, they will soon. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then we've got uh, going to be starting on a um, wild fermentation project very soon. Uh, a lot of Sour stuff, which I'll let Tom talk about because he's got okay. some interesting things going on himself. I know when we talked to you, Will, when you first went over there, that the the owner of the brewery mentioned that he didn't care for sours, but he knew they were a trend. So it it sounds like that's uh, that's kind of changed course. So with some coming out, huh? Yeah, let, yeah. Let's let uh, Tom talk about sounds that. Good. Not just in relation to uh, not just in relation to Galway Bay, but some uh, exciting projects that he's working on personally. Yeah, well, I'd say I don't know. I'd de- we've definitely turned uh, turned our boss uh, Niall onto them, you know. So that's good. <laughs> he, yeah. he wasn't that's a fan, right. you know, maybe two years ago. But uh, I guess at the our, our Christmas party dinner, we did some beer pairings, and I would say maybe six out of the eight bottles were all uh, kind of, I guess, mega blends and goozes and you know, kind of sour beers and stuff like that. So, My kind of party um, there. There you go. Yeah, he's he's definitely definitely come around to us. So. But um, yeah, I guess we're just about to, I guess, order some some fooders for Galway Bay and some some wine barrels, some used wine barrels, and we've got some uh, some I guess pitches coming for uh, some punchins that we have here as well. Okay. Um, I actually I actually drove to Tuscany in Italy uh, only maybe a week and a half ago to pick up uh, eight uh, five hundred liter punchins or barriques. Which were there were ex uh, uh, red wine casks, and I guess these are going to be the the mother ships for uh, the food or cultures we're going to be doing, and uh, we're working with a couple of boutique yeast labs in the states at the moment um, to kind of get our, our our pitches for for those barrels. So hopefully they turn out nice, and we kind of get the the funk and the acidity that we want, and then we can step those up then uh, to fill the the fooder and inoculate the the fooders when they arrive. So, well, it's interesting. So long-term yeah. projects, you know that kind of way. But uh, you know, if you don't start now, you know <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. You're going to be waiting a long time. So. Right. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Yeah, you know, we so. just we talked earlier about how you get direct access to the malts. 
you know, you also have direct access to a lot of barrels too. Of course, Irish whiskey barrels. You've got, you know, you can go to, like you said, you can go to Tuscany and get and get wine. Drive to Tuscany. Drive to Tuscany. You, you drown you if you try that. You make the shuttle so, yeah. or something. A little, but you know, it's a little bit shorter than, yeah, uh, than yeah. Americans can do. So, to, <laughs> well, it was it, uh, it was forty hours all in in the van, you know. So oh, like uh, still pretty much, drive. I was gone yeah. for six days. <laughs> And the the only day I wasn't driving, I was working at a brewery over there. So uh, yeah, it was it was heavy duty, but uh, it was kind of it was nice all the same to you know to uh, to, to go there. So but um, yeah, they're here now and awaiting to be to be filled. So oh. nice. So it sounds like not just kettle sours. You guys have a pretty serious sour program coming together then. Um, yeah, yeah. About, it'll be coming together uh, in the next few months, hopefully. Awesome. We did. We did try. You know, um, at our old brewery, um, when we moved out of it, we had um, we had maybe twelve wine barrels there with uh, different stuff in there. Um, but just with the whole expansion, moving to a new a new facility across the other the other side of the city, it, like the, we just didn't have the manpower to um, to devote any time to it, and unfortunately. You know, when we went back and kind of tasted the barrels and stuff, it, we thought it was best just to, to dump the whole lot. So we <laughs> yeah. ended up uh, having to dump everything, and now we're kind of hitting the reset button and, and starting starting fresh again. You know, so and, and kind of speaking to that and the mentality behind uh, behind dumping beer is that when you're in a culture that's just starting to to embrace sours and just starting to get into it. You can't put uh, you can't put anything into the market other than the best product. Sure, um, you can't. I mean, whenever you're trying to educate people on a style, you can't give them something that doesn't match that style. You sure. can't say, "Hey, drink this because it's sour," and just just because it's sour and yeah. it's trendy, it's got to be perfect. So, yeah, the, uh, acid, acid production isn't isn't the goal. You know what I mean? Yeah, if right. it was. Just then, make it sour. You know, you'd just be. Right. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, and it's you know there there has to be. For me, like balanced acidity or even light acidity, like I would much prefer to have the the breath bunk more so and just yep. with just yeah. a little tar finish than have something just be battery acid, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, uh, I'm the, I'm the same way. Yeah. I, I like more of a funk to it, more of a, a Jester King style than just kick you in your teeth. Give me Definitely. tart, yeah. yeah, just you know, a nice tartness with exactly. some co- complexity, and I'm good to go. So. Yeah, yeah. Because you don't want to, you don't want to have heartburn going home. Exactly, <laughs> right. Exactly. You know what I mean? yeah. And wake up the next day, and it's like, oh, okay, that's me. I'm done with sours for the next two months yeah. until my body kind of recuperates. You know. <laughs> we have a wild beer fest here in Atlanta, actually coming up fairly soon at uh, Wrecking Bar Brew Pub here, a popular brew pub, and they actually put out bowls of tums around the festival for you to drink all that sour beer. So. Try to uh, offset that, it a little bit there. That's for all the uh, that, that's for all the three point one pH uh, right. kettle towers exactly. that'll uh, that, that'll rip the lining out of your stomach. I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'll pass. So so we'll just about ready to wrap this uh, interview up. But I, I want to ask too, what's one style that you'd love to brew so far, but uh, you haven't had the chance to yet? Uh, I, I I I love saison, mm-hmm. um, and uh, of course I brewed uh, several saisons uh, there at Burn Hickory, but. It's Ireland is not so much a saison culture, and uh, I, in in my opinion, a lot of it has to do with weather. Yeah, uh, sure. Saison's not a style that you want to drink when it's uh, when it's eight Celsius and it's raining. That's true. It's it's not a beer that you drink. It's not a beer that you drink sitting beside a fireplace. Uh, so it's something that we don't get to brew a lot of here. Um, but I would like to brew more, and that will definitely be part of our uh, sour program we've got coming up. Um, 
So, yeah, it would be more of a style of beer suited for uh, where I was in Georgia rather than here. But hopefully that changes and people will start to recognize the the style for its uh, beauty and its complexity and its simplicity at the same time. Yeah. So I'm a big fan, Will. I think you know that. I love my saisons too. So, guys, thanks oh, yeah. uh, for joining us. If folks want to learn more about Galway Bay Brewery, where would they go to do that? Uh, well, we've got uh, our Facebook page, of course, and uh, we get we get our uh, fair share of uh, visitors from the states. So, if you've got any listeners that uh, want to uh, get a tour of the brewery, uh, have them uh, fire me an email at will at galwaybaybrewery dot com, and we'll try to facilitate that. And then we're on Twitter at Galway Beer. And then Instagram, Tom kind of handles that, so I don't remember what our Instagram yeah, handle so is. Yeah, so it's like it's, it's Galway underscore Bay underscore Brewery. So. Good deal. Uh, but if you, if, if you just look for the hashtag WeCraftBeer, um, you'll find all our posts. So. Okay. And, Will, if we come over there and we don't email you ahead of time, we can just walk into the brewery anytime and you'll stop at your door and give us a tour, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, abs- I, I absolutely love that happening because uh, we, we don't actually do any work here. We no, just hang around and, uh, and we, we, we rub hops all day and we smell them and we uh, sit around and shoot each other with water hoses. So, yeah, that'll be grand. Oh, okay. Come yeah. on. That's, uh, that's, that's kind of yeah, funny. If, if, if people bring beer, it's not a problem. That's yeah, the, right. the only thing it, we have. We can negotiate. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Will Avery, Tom Delaney from Galway Bay Brewery over in Galway, Ireland. Thanks so much for joining us on Drink This Beer today. Appreciate it. Oh, cheers, fellas. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that wraps it up for Drink This Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Check out BeerGuysRadio.com for more craft beer info and talk. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at BeerGuysRadio. Cheers, and we'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to Drink This Beer. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. More beer stories? Head to BeerGuysRadio.com. Follow the Beer Guys on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Want more craft beer news? Listen to the Beer Guys radio show, available every Saturday morning. Drink this beer, produced and developed by Tim Dennis and Aaron Williams, part of the Beer Guys Media Radio Network, beerguysradio.com.